Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience Podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and today we are going to be talking about exercises to avoid, Pilates exercises to avoid with scoliosis. So if you're watching this on YouTube, that's kind of the optimal way to kind of get the best out of the information I'm going to be sharing with you today, because I'm going to be doing some demonstrations, visuals, so that you can understand why some of these movements aren't the greatest for your scoly spine. And then I'm going to demonstrate some modifications. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, you'll still be able to probably follow along and understand what I'm saying, but um, to get the best out of this information, the most out of this information, check out my YouTube channel at The Scoliotherapist. So um, Pilates is something that I've been training with for personally um, since I was like 12 years old. Um, I started training, cross training with Pilates when I was in ballet. I was going to like a really um, intense ballet school at the time. It's called Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. And a lot of the people that I danced with, they had intentions of becoming professional ballet dancers. And a lot of them went on to do that um, and danced for like New York City Ballet, Pacific Northwest Ballet, um, and Boston Ballet. So um, part of our training included doing some Pilates. And we probably had, I don't know, 30 people in a dance studio. So if you can visualize a ballet studio, they have hardwood floors and, you know, just the bars around the outside. And they didn't have mats. So now when I do Pilates, my mat is probably about like an inch, inch and a half thick in order to provide me some support and cushioning for my back and for my knees. Like when I'm in kneeling, just feels a bit better than kneeling on hardwood floor. So at the time I I knew I had scoliosis, but it was one of those things where you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you already know that we kind of like, we're just waiting and seeing if my scoliosis would get worse and it didn't in my adolescence. So we didn't really do any treatment for it. Um, so in these classes, we would have to do a roll up, roll down, rolling like a ball, all those sorts of things. And you can imagine, you know, person without scoliosis, that's probably pretty uncomfortable for them. And then add on to the fact that I did have scoliosis and I'm like bruising one side of my back and, you know, the other side isn't making contact. I'm just kind of rolling all over the place. So it wasn't exactly the best 
experience with Pilates to start off with. Um, my journey continued a bit later. Like I got into it um, as my mom was as well. We would take some classes from an instructor who's also a physical therapist at our local YMCA. And it was like a very nice treat to have somebody that was that knowledgeable teaching us. She went through um, the Polestar Pilates training and I'm trying, I think she was also a teacher trainer as well. So she she knew our stuff and she's who inspired me to do what I do now, uh, which is combining Pilates and physical therapy together. And then I added on the other layer of the scoliosis specific work a bit later. Um, so, you know, we were learning from her and I really enjoyed um, those classes and she wouldn't push people, you know, beyond their limits because as a physical therapist, she understands that people have, you know, other injuries and diagnoses that they're working with. So that kind of led me into the journey that I'm in now. And Pilates is a wonderful way to strengthen your body if you have scoliosis or if you have any sort of orthopedic condition, um, particularly if you're able to use the equipment and makes it really easy to modify things. If you are in a group class and you're doing mat work, that can get a little bit trickier. But it's doable, and that is the primary way that I work with my clients. I combine um, Pilates for scoliosis movements with Schroth ideas and exercises and also some other things that I've kind of learned along the way. So I want to discuss today a few exercises, Pilates exercises that you would want to be avoiding if you have scoliosis. And I'm going to begin just by explaining a few things. So um, if you are listening to this and not watching, I'm holding up my scoli model. So my scoli spine, spiny, and I've bent into him three curves. Okay. So when you are taking a Pilates class with an instructor who may not understand scoliosis very well, they may have intentions of helping and think that they understand what's happening within the body, inside the body, but um, in all reality, they're a little bit mistaken. So when you consider the scoliosis, Generally, people that have scoliosis, they have more than one curve. So it's not like you have just the singular curve. Yes, there are people that have one curve, but that is kind of like the outlier. Most people have surrounding curves, compensating curves above and below the main curve that really, really stands out. And for someone who doesn't understand scoliosis, they may see that main curve that's bent to the right or the left. And they're like, oh, well, you just need to side bend the opposite way and it'll help that curve. But what they don't realize is what they're affecting above and below is actually 
enhancing the curves above and below instead of helping. The other thing to consider is the actual shape of the vertebrae for somebody that has scoliosis. So if you don't have scoliosis, your vertebrae are very symmetrical. You kind of can visualize a cylinder that is the same height the whole way around. I'm going to use this scully wedge as a demonstration of the torsion effect that scoliosis has on our actual vertebrae. So instead of just imagine that this is the same shape the whole way around, instead of it being the same shape the whole way around, it's actually kind of twisted and has a torsion force on the actual vertebrae. So it's not that same shape as somebody that doesn't have scoliosis. So to demonstrate this a little bit further, I'm going to use a towel. Towel. I feel like when I say towel, I say T-O-W instead of towel. <laughs> anyway, so I'm holding e each end of the towel and I'm going to begin rotating it to just demonstrate the scoliosis scoliosing and you can see how it begins to create curves all throughout the towel I need to stop saying it because it's making me laugh at this point <laughs> okay so we have our little towel here and you can see that you know, this really has like three curves to it. If I flex the towel forward, you see how it enhances the curves up towards the ceiling. If I extend the towel backwards, the curves that are sunken forward, they're enhanced. They become more sunken forward. And then if I add in a side bending, you can see what that does to the curves above and below. And then when we rotate, you kind of get the point. If you suffer with pain from your scoliosis and are looking for ways to reduce your symptoms, look no further. I have a free video that covers 10 simple exercises to help target scoliosis pain, improve balance, and strengthen muscles that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Watch it on your phone, tablet, or smart TV and start treating your scoliosis today. Grab your free video from the link in the show notes for this episode. So, good news is there's plenty of ways to modify movements to make a person happy who has scoliosis in a traditional Pilates class. So first I'm going to just demonstrate some of the traditional, first I'll demonstrate the traditional Pilates move, and then I will demonstrate the modification to it. So I have a couple of props here with me. I have my scully wedges, and then I have a physio, um, a small squish ball, which is about nine, inches around. Okay. So the first exercise that I'm going to discuss is the roll up and roll down. Okay. So 
with the roll up, my hamstrings are nice and tight today. But um, you generally begin sitting up on top of the sitting bones, arms are stretched forward, and then you articulate the spine down onto the floor, one vertebrae at a time. And if you can just visualize what I was explaining just a few moments ago, you can imagine how as I'm flexing forward, the areas that are already pushing backward are pushing even further back. So this is causing uneven loading on our discs. And we already have uneven loading on our discs to begin with, and then that just makes it more uneven and more of a flexion force on it. So instead, you can use a small squish ball and tuck it, kind of wedge it underneath of your bottom. And you begin the same way, arms stretched out forward. And instead of articulating through the spine, you just kind of lean back into the ball until you feel the abdominals kick on a little bit. And then you exhale, deepen the core connection and come up nice and tall. So you exhale. So I'm not rounding here, maybe very slightly rounding. But if I do round, I'm thinking about both sides of the spine moving equally, trying to open up through my concavity. If you're looking at me from behind, okay? So that is the first modification. So that is the roll up, roll down. The second one that I talked about earlier is rolling like a ball. So feet are floating off the floor and then you roll back onto the shoulder blades and come back up. And that just does not feel very great. This is a pretty intuitive one. I feel like most people that have scoliosis when they, they try to do this in a Pilates class, um, it, they feel how uncomfortable it is and then they just kind of opt out of it. So a better option to rolling like a ball would be to start off with the feet touching the ground and still trying to keep the spine as neutral as possible. And you just come off those sitting bones until the abdominals catch and then exhale, tap the toes back down and come off those sitting bones without losing the balance the whole way back. That's one of the challenges to this one. So there you have that one, okay? All right, um, the next exercise is mermaid. And this is another one that seems to be intuitive for people. Um, you start off in this Z-sit position, which can be fairly uncomfortable on the hips. Arms are stretched out. <laughs> to the sides. Well, one, one way may be comfortable, the other way um, tends to be less comfortable. And you place one hand down and then you side bend over, okay? So instead of doing that full side bend, you can place one hand down next to you and try and find length through both sides of the body, reach the arm up and you do just a little bit of a lift 
over to the side. So that way I'm not collapsing into this bottom side of the waist. I'm keeping both sides nice and even. And then if the Z sit position is uncomfortable for you, you can sit on up onto a block, not even up onto a block, just sit with your legs crossed and you can do that exercise that way. So you're sitting up on top of the sitting bones, still keeping both sides of the waist nice and long. All right, next exercise is the series of five. So this is the abdominal series. I like to use my wedges for the core work lying on my back. And I'm gonna just kind of lay to the side here. I elongate first by pressing into the fronts of the hips and then elongate even more, wrapping my hands around my ribs, and then I wedge up. So if you don't know how to wedge, don't worry about it. Um, you can check out one of my episodes that I did several weeks ago. Um, and it talks all about the scolio wedges, how to, how to wedge, when to wedge, and you can learn more about your specific curve and how to wedge for that. So in the traditional series of five, you hold on to the tops of the knees and you curl up the upper body and you extend one leg out, keep the other one pulled in, and then you switch back and forth side to side. So without the wedges, you're rocking side to side. Your torso will tend to rock side to side on the mat. The wedges help to keep you a bit more balanced and they help you to connect to the core in more of the efficient way. The, I'm going to try to this. So the modification, for scoliosis is to keep your head down as you do it. So you hold on to the top of one knee, then you straighten the other leg out, and then you can switch back and forth, and you can still get a really great core workout without lifting your head up. And then the same for the double leg stretch. So instead of curling up, which is enhancing my upper curves, I keep my head down, I hold on to the tops of my knees, and I inhale and I reach my arms and my legs out away from each other. And then I pull them back in with the goal of keeping the same shape with that lower back. We're not smushing it down into the floor. We're also not letting it pull further away from the floor. And that, and on and on it goes with um, that whole series. The last exercise I'm going to review with you and help you to modify is the swan. So with the swan, you lay on your stomach and your hands are underneath of your shoulders and you press into the hands, lengthen the spine, 
and then you press and extend your arms the whole way up, okay? Which is very compressive to the lower back. Um, it also can end up enhancing your concavities. So um, those are the areas that appear more sunken in and they're dropped forward towards the floor if you're laying on your stomach. A modification for the swan is the same setup. Hands are under the shoulders and you find that core connection. Instead of pressing the elbows up the whole way, you just do a little mini swan, finding that extension through the upper back, but more focus on length of the spine. Okay, so that is the modification for the swan. So this whole week, I am going to be doing in honor of Scoliosis Awareness Month for actually the next two weeks on over on Instagram, I'm going to be doing a Pilates move of the day and showing you the modification for it if you have scoliosis. Um, I also have a scoliosis movement boot camp where I that I offer. It's a self-paced type of offering. And you get an email each week for a total of six months. I know that's kind of a long time. Um, and it gives you kind of a tip of the week. So a tip for how to be uh, chopping vegetables in a better way and moving in a better way for scoliosis or a better way to be carrying your children or carrying your purse or reaching overhead. So um, I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. Lots of links today for this episode and um, take a peek at that and just continue to um, learn how to move just a little bit more intelligently for your scoliosis. So that is all I have for today. I'm so glad that you came and joined. And if you're watching this on YouTube, um, hopefully you are able to follow along pretty well. If you're listening to it, I admire you for sticking through <laughs> this whole episode and just trying to visualize everything that I've been talking about. Hopefully you are still um, able to follow along. All that to say that it is totally fine for you to be taking Pilates classes. Um, there's just, you know, a little bit, little bit of tweaks that you can make here and there to make it more comfortable for you and to keep that spine a bit happier. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. Until next time, make sure you stay ahead of the curve.